The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Celtics podcast. This is your host, Patrick Lounsbury. You can follow me on Twitter at HoopBallCeltics or uh, my personal page is at Opinions. Go ahead and give us a like and follow there on those platforms for Twitter. Um, we drop everything as far as Celtics knowledge goes and you get any updates for any different types of shows coming out. Also, we got a lot of news to break in today because the Celtics offseason kind of gets off to a pretty quick start. Brad Steven takes hold of that GM position, and uh, he's already making moves. So we're going to talk about the Kemba Walker trade, the reaction to that, and what we think that's going to bring. The Celtics saving some money throughout this trade. And also Moses Brown, what what does he bring? How long do we think he's going to be there? What was the reason for having him? And we got Horford back in town. So we're going to talk about how Al Horford being back in town and um, what to expect from this team moving forward and um, what's up with Brad Stevens and what's next for the Boston Celtics. All right, let's just jump into it. So the OKC Thunder get Kemba Walker, the 16th overall pick in the upcoming draft and the 2025 second round pick, while Boston ends up taking back Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second round pick and while doing this they were able to save around nine million in cap um al horford is definitely owed a lot less money than uh kemba walker over these next two years um it was just a really good play while i i don't think that this move necessarily makes the celtics more competitive at the space value Moving on from Kemba Walker just gives him a lot more flexibility to shuffle the deck moving forward. Horford is 35 now, so we're not going to be expecting to get the Horford that we had a few years ago before he signed with Philly and then made his way to OKC, but should enter next season a, a bit well-rested since uh, OKC did opt in to, uh, to sit him for the rest of that year last season and is he's owed for less money over the next two seasons with only 27 million next year that is guaranteed and a partial of 14 and a half of that i believe is guaranteed for the uh, 22 23 season so in other words like boston pretty much saved like right around just over 30 million dollars uh in this deal over that span of time rather than keeping on to kemba walker while it may be hard to deal Horford again, he also helps the Celtics address the center position, which has been something of a revolving door since he left. You know, it's it's kind of been like we've thrown Tice out there. We've tried Grant Williams out there. Robert Williams can't stay healthy. So it definitely adds a different element to aspect of what they're they're doing moving forward. But I also think that's a clear indication then to Stevens. And this is only move one out of, uh, I think, very many to come. I think he has about another three to get get going now out of the gate now so i'm expecting a lot more moves here from the celtics as far as the trade wise goes and see where they're gonna address certain things um but moses brown flashed signs of real development last year and and he comes on an extremely inexpensive contract giving boston another option at the five with the you know i think he's almost like a robert williams insurance because Robert Williams figuring to inherit a large chunk of minutes to start the season, like I just 
I'm not 100% sure um, how like the rotation is going to work out just yet. But it'll be interesting because now you got Robert Williams, Horford, uh, Moses Brown, and Tristan Thompson. Who, what I actually think for you know Tristan Thompson, he's entering in his final year of his deal. I think he might be the next ball that drops. He'll probably be the next one that falls, and we move on from. Personally, I think that's the direction that they're going to go. I also think it's the direction they should go. Um, I don't think Tristan Thompson was a bad player for us or anything on those line of sights. It's just more of the direction of where where the team is going. I think you you run with the Robert Williams, Moses Brown, and and hope that you know Robert Williams could stay healthy. There's also a scenario where I have been playing in my head that maybe the Celtics don't want to wait on Robert Williams' health. Maybe they don't want to bank on that, and that is fair. That is really fair if they wanted to move on from that. I, I totally get it. I would say hold another year and try it, but also I could see a reason for Robert Williams showing so much development this season that might have added a lot more value to him, and you want to capitalize sometimes on value when it goes like that. So it would not surprise me at all if the Celtics decided to move on from Robert Williams. I would prefer they didn't, but um, I, I'm leaving the doors open to all options except for anything that involves Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown leaving the team at this point. So uh, if a Marcus Smart trade came out, I would be bummed. Obviously, I'm a big Marcus Smart guy. Love the dude. He's, he's one of the original people on this team. He has a great relationship with Brad Stevens and, and all the young guys on this team. Has leadership qualities, defensive qualities. But at the same time, it's an understanding of, you know, they're reamping the roster. And some sometimes you, you even reamp some of the guys who are part of that rotation, important rotation piece. So be interesting to see, though, uh, what direction Brad Stevens goes after this. But... The good thing is they did just clear up $9 million in cap space just this season alone. That, that gives them a little bit more flexibility, helps them get under the tax line, especially with Jason Tatum's new extension kicking in next season, making a, a good amount of money for the Celtics, and um, just being able to um, hopefully capitalize on, on freeing up that money and, and getting some more guys here. I don't think this is the last move by, by any means. I also think that uh, possibly... Um, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with the whole Evan Fournier re-signing if we're going to push and pursue that. Yeah, that will be a very thing to monitor and watch, especially as we go into the offseason, offseason after these playoffs and NBA Finals finish. But um, yeah, the Celtics uh, also, um, I, I've been getting a couple reports that I've seen um, possibly that we got a trade exception in there around the $6 million mark. I don't know. Uh, what the whole detail is on that aspect of it yet but as that information comes out we'll we'll talk about it throughout the shows as as we continue and even though we are in the summertime and you know the season's coming you know to an end for the celtics it doesn't mean the podcast stops um yeah the shows might be reduced because we are not going to be doing them like three or four times a week but you know i'm going to do my best to make sure that we get about one show a week uh, minimum to uh, make sure that we're addressing a anything Celtics-wise, and uh, maybe do a, a couple live shows and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to work on uh, doing a lot of different things here uh, at Hoopball Celtics to, to spice it up over this offseason, okay? Um, but the the cool part about that trade, what I thought the Celtics really benefited from was getting Moses Brown. I thought that was a huge snag because 
Um, and I understand that people are like, oh, well, we give up the 16th pick, 16th pick, man. People are infatuated with picks and prospects and potential that you really look at the history of, of picks 16 and later, like it's it's not like always a a great time, you know. So if you're telling me that, okay, Kemba Walker, Horford, swap, one's making less money, so we win that, boom, cool. Kemba Walker was, you know, sitting back-to-backs, was injured in the playoffs every time we had him. It just wasn't a relationship that, that went well with us, you know. And it's no knock on Kemba Walker. You can't predict things like that. But at the same time, I take it as those two being in the deal as a wash in that scenario because it's almost like, all right, we, we're getting a cheaper guy who has, you know, chemistry already with us and we know can fit in our system and for a guy who can't stay healthy uh, um, for for our team and has a, bad, a worse contract. So that's the part right there. And I'm like, boom. And then you got the 16th overall pick that goes to OKC and we get Moses Brown. So I, I essentially, you know, I'm just going to be like, well, for the 16th pick, the Boston Celtics select the Moses Brown. All right. That's how I look at it. So, and for me personally, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that the 16th pick can't be better than Moses Brown, but Moses Brown is pretty good. That's, that's a solid, solid player. That's a really solid player. A young guy who has a lot of potential. He had his career high in rebounds against us early in the year. I think he had almost 20 rebounds going into halftime. It was insane. Um, but the Celtics definitely, um, I think they, they, they got a good player out of that deal and then they swapped some seconds. So that's a wash. So, um, I mean, it all comes down like, okay, let's see what OKC does. We'll just see who gets drafted at 16th overall and we can look down the line and people want to say that's a bad trade then they can. But if you know, at the time right now, it, it looks good to me. It looks good. Really good to me. I think the Celtics did a good job. This was a great move. I thought from Brad Stevens, his first role into, being a GM, um, that's his first trade. Doesn't surprise me that, of course, he would hit up his old butler pal, Sam Presti, um, and OKC to see if uh, he was willing to, to do any deals with them. Buddy, buddy, you know, system right there. It always helps when you have relationships with other people like that. Um, also, just um, a big perspective is everybody's like, why did it happen so soon? Why are we doing it so early? I like it. You know, now Moses Brown knows which team he's going to be playing on. He can get in contact with some of the Celtics players here in the offseason. He can start working out with some of those guys. He can come to the facility sooner, start getting accumulated. Like, we still don't even have a coach yet. Like, you know, like, that's fine. Once we – it's nice that Brad Stevens is still already thinking about building the team around despite not even having a coach yet. So um, I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, by the way, Brad Stevens has come out of the gates aggressive with with how this is going, and it's it's going amazing for me. I love it. I I think uh, Brad Stevens came out of the gate, did a good trade, and I'm looking. All eyes are on him. You know, what what the next move? Because I think we all know that this isn't going to be enough moves. That that move is not enough to to get everything going as far as the Celtics go. Um, also, getting Al Horford back in town, guys. Like that's that's exciting. I loved when Al Horford was here. Um, it was really sad that when he left, we weren't able to keep him. Um, and next thing you know, um, he ends up coming back to Boston full circle. Now he's thirty-five years old, not like thirty-one. I think he was one with us or thirty-two. He's around that age. Uh, it was like three years ago. Uh, but we we made uh, Eastern Conference Finals. 
each I want to say each year that we had Horford except for maybe the year um, one year with Kyrie so um, great great stuff there from from uh, Al Horford he already has a relationship with some of the guys on the Celtics you know especially with those those two um, those two uh, stars that we got the two J's sorry I blinked out there for a second but um having that chemistry there he he brings a little bit more leadership uh he has that veteranship he knows how to win he's been in the playoffs before he's gone deep in the playoffs so just a an overall solid guy to come back into the celtics especially just as like a mentor really like um we needed a a player coach almost like a a player on the team that has a coach like mentality and maturity to him to really get this team back and up and running they need to change something as far as how they were addressing games and approaching things so i think that was a a good thing that we were able to get him back um also here uh the it sounds like the celtics are really really keen on a amin aduko or duka i'm probably butchering the hell out of that name so i apologize but the former uh and the former NBA player is currently a well-respected assistant on that Steve Nash uh, Brooklyn team right now. Um, he was in the mix for several head coaching jobs in the past, most notably in Chicago. Plus, has he's worked under pa- Popovich's staff for USA Basketball, where he has also developed a very strong connection with some of the players on the Celtics. Um, cough, cough, the Jays. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if... Uh, he ends up being the new coach of the the Boston Celtics. Aduka um, has a great uh, feel for the game of basketball and is a great basketball mind. He has good relationships with the players. He was a former NBA player as well, so he's just super well respected. He's on obviously a Brooklyn Nets uh, staff right now who are in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's you know something that they could really sorry i said eastern conference finals semi-finals uh, but something to look forward to as well um we'll keeping our eyes off of the coach hunt we'll have our reactions when that happens as well but yeah man we, we wanted i want to just get up on here and go over that trade with people and and kind of give my my thoughts and, and feelings of how i thought about that and the direction of the team's going i think there's a lot more work to be done but i think this is a great start so, you know, hands out to, to Brad Stevens. Good job on the first trade, man. Um, let's keep trucking and, and let's get that coach and, and build this team the right way so that we can start competing for a championship here within the next few years. But all right, guys, I'm going to hold it here and um, call it. My uh, Thank you again for stopping by. My name is Patrick. This is the Hoopball Celtics podcast. Make sure to go ahead and give us a like and review on the Apple Music our Apple podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate it so much. Please tune in to us. Um, if you have any questions or any concerns, feedback, you can always message uh, message us on Twitter um, at either Hoopball Celtics or at Ballin Opinions. That's me personally, my personal account. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a pleasure um, speaking here today, guys, and let's go Celtics. See ya. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.